What's going on, buddy fans? Andrew and Santa together. Uh, another episode here without Joe due to work uh, commitment. That's okay. We are coming at you midweek. This is a Thursday pod. We had some prior engagements over the weekend, all three of us actually. We had our first match of the season for our league that we play in, uh, the Windsor District League. Shout out Polonia, White Eagles. Apparently, we don't get the win for that game, though. Did you see that? Yeah, I know. It was the first time when people asked me if he won, and I could say I don't know. We were winning. Like When the game finished, we were winning. <laughs> yeah. And then um, uh, Mother Nature rolled in, and it uh, looks like it doesn't count. Yeah, a game was unfortunately stopped around the 60th minute. Uh, due to lightning and thunder, and then resumed about a half hour later. We got maybe another 10 minutes into play, and then the referee just said, all right, we're done. Another bolt of lightning came. We thought we had the win in the bag. We played about 70 minutes, but apparently you have to play more than that now to yeah. to guarantee yourself the win. So we'll guess we'll replay that game uh, on a later date. But enough with us. we got some serious stuff to talk about right now. Yeah, One game left. Well, some, some teams have two. Some games are being played today. I think today's the last... Um, yep. The last match before the final ones on Sunday, that there were some games that were played on Tuesday, Wednesday. Last yep. matches today, Chelsea involved, Everton involved in uh, separate games. But we're down to the nitty gritty, Santi. It's the last mm-hmm. game of the season coming up on Sunday for all teams. All 11 a.m. start for us here in Canada, in Ontario. Yeah. Like everything that's been aligned for this season to play out the way it has, it's gone in favor of the fans. No matter what, yeah. Whether you're city supported Liverpool, Chelsea, eh. your team has either had extreme highs, extreme lows of the season. Everton, obviously, extreme lows. The city Liverpool, lows. extreme highs, lowest of the lows. Yeah, and then likes of you know United, Arsenal being really inconsistent at times, and then resurgence of teams like Tottenham being resurged, uh, West Ham coming back a little bit this last couple you know match weeks, and then again just the big battle up top, which we're probably focused most on on this episode it's the top two teams it was the you know the champions league semi-finalists both teams respectively it's mm-hmm. city with the head by one point over liverpool heading into the last match of the season liverpool has a wolves matchup city has aston villa uh, two teams not to not to slouch yet i mean wolves are coming off uh run a form of a lot of draws in their uh, most recent uh, matches um, I know they had a big one last minute against Chelsea a few weeks back, but a team that's going to play tough, a team that does not give up many goals at all, only 40 goals against, puts them in the top five, I believe, for goals against. So I think Liverpool will have their work cut out for them. It's not going to be a cakewalk for them. And then the same thing as City, uh, playing as Aston Villa, who's had a little bit of a slide recently, the loss and a draw in the last two matches. Um, Gerard, you know, since he's been there, he did basically what he has to do by taking them out of the relegation zone and putting them into a competitive spot to be in the top 15 for the end of the season. But again, another team that's not going to give up, a team that's going to fight you and play you hard, and a team that has a lot to prove and look forward to um, Mm -hmm. for next season, I think. So, I mean, two big games, two huge matchups, obviously, uh, with major implications. And I don't know who's going to pull ahead. This could literally swing either way for me. Yeah, it's... uh, I would put my money on Liverpool and City both winning these games just with um everything on uh on the line. Um it is Which I think a work bit, in City's favor. It it will given the yeah. fact that City don't have any other games to worry about. Obviously Liverpool have Champions League that mm-hmm. uh they're still obviously gonna be mindful of. Um yeah I mean I do see City just taking it, beating Villa, 
Liverpool, I do see beating Wolves, so it'll probably just end with a one-point um, uh, difference at the top with City taking it. But, you know, we watch the EPL because uh, the results are never yep. uh, that straightforward uh, a lot of weeks, and there's always upsets. So um, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be an interesting last day. Uh, it was kind of similar to what happened, I think, in the 2018 season when uh, it came down to the last day. and uh man city were ahead of liverpool and just like that they went behind to brighton um and you know they came back and eventually won that game but mm-hmm. you know anything can happen on the last day so it's gonna be exciting yeah um sorry about that yeah for sure and like we said before i mean city's been obviously the the beneficiary of last match days of the season gone a handful of times the most epic one coming what 2014 is that the big one uh when when was it 2015 2014 i can't recall the exact season but yeah the the infamous qpr season (laughs) yeah we've seen tons of uh we've seen tons of late drama for sure and i think if i was to if, if i was to say one of these teams does have to lose or one of these teams does have to have a draw i think i would I think I would take City as the draw, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have full confidence in Liverpool right now. I mean, yeah. they're just on, they're just on such a high um, from the last. You know, I mean they they haven't really had a downfall this season. They haven't really had a, a stretch of time where their form has been in question. I think they yeah. obviously had a couple of matches here and there where they just didn't show up, and that was kind of like a one off. But we've seen City at times where Pep doesn't get the right formation going, or he doesn't get the right choice of men for the starting 11 and they just don't click and mm-hmm. he has to rely on substitutes. He has to rely on some late drama in Liverpool's case. I think when they're healthy, which we'll get into, I don't know if they're going to be healthy for, um, for this match with Mo Salah picking up a knock in the FA cup final against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Joe Gomez also might not be a, might not be fit for this match, but I think if they do have a healthy enough squad where, you know, Jurgen Klopp can put out his, his, you know, choice of lineup. I think they will guarantee themselves a win. They have more to play for. Obviously, they have to win no matter what. City can mm-hmm. pull off a draw um, and just hope for like another draw, and they'll still obviously get the win uh, for the season. But yeah, it, it obviously is a must-win for both teams. But I think if there was any slight of draw points, I think it'd be on City's side. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's kind of demoralizing for them being uh, out of Champions League. Right. Uh, them not winning the EPL would be disaster for their entire season. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting. I, I kind of want to see Wolves and Villa score first uh, <laughs> in both games just to, just to make it super exciting. Yep. Uh, and, you know, Gerrard's you know, of all people is going to be the most pumped if he can pull something off and create an upset uh, to oh, make yeah. Liverpool win the title. Yeah. Still at heart. So, you know, he's, he's bleeding red still at heart. Oh yeah. Uh, for Liverpool. Yeah. So everyone, uh, if you want to catch uh last day action, tune in on Sunday and uh, get ready for what's going to be the end of the EPL season. I, know, I might have to have like three or four TVs going somehow. I give my dad my account for zone. I got to tell him not to log on <laughs> so I can have as many accounts as I possibly can. Yeah. Make them uh, all running at your house. Yeah. I'm going to try to, I think you can have maximum of two, maybe three. Um, so I mean, I, I might have to do some crazy setup here and have at least three games on. Um, yeah. 
like, like I touched on though, yeah, uh, Liverpool beating Chelsea, another epic, um, epic final uh, between Chelsea and Liverpool for this season. Carabao Cup was the one-off earlier in the year where it went to penalties. Chelsea lost. This time they go to FA Cup final. They go to penalties. Chelsea lost. Yeah, it's crushing for me. It's very upsetting, obviously. But at this point in the season, yeah, I would like to see a trophy from the team. But again, I'm just so focused on next year and just rebuilding mm-hmm. this team and seeing what they can possibly do. I know the sale of the team is pretty much a said uh, done deal. Yeah. Um, oh my god, I forget the guy's name now. Burry is that his last name? I forget his name, but he's uh he's a American owner. Um. He owns, I think, the LA Dodgers out out in uh, MLB, and a lot of ties to other other sporting events and sporting clubs. So he was actually in the stands for the match against Wolves, where they drew like last minute, ninety fifth minute, I believe. Wolves ties it up, and it was yeah. kind of funny to see his reaction in the in the crowd there. But <laughs> it's good to see the manager, or just to see the owner, sorry, back in support of the club. I mean, Abramovich has not been there for months on end, as we know, for obvious reasons. But always having his presence in the crowd is pretty cool. Um, yeah. from Chelsea. So hopefully, you know, it's going to swing in the right direction next year for them. They're sitting in third place right now. They have a Champions League spot locked up thanks to the Arsenal defeat from a couple of weeks ago against Tottenham. And then the, the newest defeat against Newcastle kind of locked up that spot for Chelsea. Uh, oh, they yeah. could drop down to fourth, I think, if they don't win these next two matches and Tottenham can pull ahead of them. But just knowing that they have Champions League locked up for next year is, is a mm-hmm. good um, security blanket for them. I think they deserve to be in the top four. I mean, again, they've had a pretty inconsistent run of form this year at times, but there's no doubt in my mind that they are a top four side. Um, there was no question yeah. that they were ever going to slip out of that spot for me. I know it did come down to the last couple of weeks of the season here to make it for sure. But I think just the name Chelsea, the players that they have, the the talent around the team, for them to not be in a top four for Champions League would kind of be embarrassing. Yeah. So to have that locked up, they have a match today against um, Leicester. No, not Leicester. They have a match today against um, Watford. Sorry, and then they. Oh, sorry, no. They have a match today against yeah Leicester, and then they finish off against Watford on Sunday. Two gettable games for them. Seal the points up there. Clinch uh, third place is a hope for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And I mean the fourth place. That's totally up for grabs again. I mean we saw Arsenal come back and had that amazing recovery. Basically, from around Christmas break up, up until now, in a crazy mm-hmm. run of form. And then, arguably, the most two untimely losses of all time. Probably. Um, I would say so. <laughs> like, what are you doing, boys? Like, you, this is the, the one time you have to just lock it up, seal the deal. Yeah. And they've been outscored 4 0 in their last two, uh, two matches. The biggest defeat coming against Tottenham on uh, two match days ago, match day mm-hmm. 35. So, match day 36. And then. The last match against Newcastle, another 2 0 defeat. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. You, like, like, that match against Tottenham was probably the most old school Arsenal match I've seen them play in a long time. Like, yeah. not even dating back to earlier this season when they were kind of in shambles, but like, they, the way that they played against Tottenham was how they played it with Wenger, like, in his last season there. Yeah. It was almost like they were like, I don't know what they were doing. They were all over the place. Tottenham was running rapid uh, against them. Kane obviously mm-hmm. doing his thing, Son doing his thing. And I was just like, where did this just come from? Yeah. From with how, yeah, with how, you know, consistent um, in respect they've been with how bad of a season they started with, mm-hmm. uh, they get to this point where they can qualify for uh, 
top four. And even with that loss to Tottenham, you know, you're going to Newcastle, you get that win, you're, you're in the top four. They just drop points to Newcastle. I mean, granted, Newcastle's had an amazing run of form, yeah. um, picking up results, but you just got to beat Newcastle and Norwich. That's, That's it. it. And then you, I mean, they still have to play Norwich, obviously, but those points dropped to Newcastle were just, you know, a huge, a huge miss for them. Um, Arsenal fans are going to be super disappointed. Uh, obviously, um, got to give them credit though for how they turned the season around, but yeah. it's still going to feel like a loss for them, I think, with uh, their expectations. So it's it's tough, I think, right now for them. Yeah, like with our first maybe five or six episodes of our podcast this season, dating back to September, I believe, we were counting Arsenal out, possibly like the relegation zone. <laughs> and I was obviously we were getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but the way that they were starting off the year, we said that there's, there's no way that this team can come back. We said that they were a lost team. They have to make so many moves during the transfer deadline. Is Arteta on his way out? And then, you know, they shut us up, like I said, around December time during the Christmas break. And then they came back and just had a huge run of form to come back to where they are now. And like I said, for them to be in the position that they are in the top four, I mean, they've been fourth or fifth going on maybe a month now, maybe the last like five or six match days, they've been, comfortably in fifth or sixth place or for sorry fourth or fifth place and then yeah when you have to again just shut it down and just play the way that you've been playing the last three or four months to come out the way that they did against spurs away which is obviously tough and then against newcastle away like you just can't be doing that and get a draw somewhere you know draw against newcastle draw against spurs but they just mm-hmm. didn't show up and yeah coming down to the last match day of the season they're two points behind spurs now uh, sitting in fifth place, they have a game against Everton, who again have everything to play for. So, I mean, it could come down to the last day. Uh, Tottenham has Norwich in their last match, so you would think that's going to be a win for them uh, against Lowly yeah. Norwich, the last place of the team of the season. And then, yeah, Everton again has everything to play for. So, I don't know. I, we, I, I know if Joe was sitting here, he would still be putting his money on Arsenal. I think he's been backing them. <laughs> For the last, I don't know, twenty games, it seems like he just keeps saying, "I'm gonna like Arsenal's gonna pull out, and Everton's not gonna drop." Those were two of Joe's, uh, um, his guarantees, I think, mm-hmm. at, the, at the midway point of the season. Yeah. So maybe one of those are true. Maybe both of those could be true. Uh, again, it's gonna have to all come down to Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I obviously I think you know Tottenham's just gonna take care of business against Norwich. Um, seeing as Tottenham has literally everything to play for and Norwich is just game over done. Yeah. So uh, should be a pretty easy win for them. I think just Arsenal lost it, um, but they're, they're going to have a tough match. You know, last game of the season, uh, Everton have, you know, literally everything to play for, yeah. for their Premier League hopes. Uh, and it's getting really juicy at the bottom there. Um, mm. I, probably i don't even know to be honest i mean i think everton will be okay i feel like they have enough to yeah. take something from crystal palace i i don't know how they're going to do against arsenal but um if they just get a result against crystal palace um that that's all they need so i mm-hmm. i i feel like with how much they have to play for i don't think any player on the everton team is going to be going anything less than 100% yeah, I was just going to say, they can do themselves a lot of favors if they can get a result today. Um, yeah, they do have Palace today. Palace at... Where's the game at? Palace at home. Last home match of the season, I believe, is at Emirates against Arsenal. 
Yes, it is. So last match at Goodison Park for this season could be the last match at Goodison Park in the Premier League, <laughs> depending on what happens. Um, but yeah, yeah, if they get the win today, they'll drop jump up to thirty nine points with one match yeah. remaining. Um, and that'll that'll that be would make them that would make them safe, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, because yes, if they leads, yeah, leads can yeah, only get thirty eight. Yeah. Cool boy. <laughs> I, I this is why we love the EPL. I was gonna be another day. day where I gotta maybe have two TVs on, have the Chelsea match on, and then have the Everton and Palace game on. Yeah, um, we've we've been counting Everton out for a while now. I mean, I, I have. I've been saying I don't see them coming out. They proved me wrong a little bit. They beat Chelsea of all teams, uh, which was massive for them. Back to back wins, followed up with a draw, and then the recent loss. Um, it was a recent loss against their against Brentford 3-2. Hard-fought match. Everton picked up a red card in, there, in that match as well. Uh, Rondon came on. That's actually pretty funny. Rondon came on the 82nd minute, I think, and then he got a red card in the 88th minute. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's kind of comical for them. But, yeah, uh, Everton, we've been saying almost all, well, half the season that if they go down, it's monumental for the city of Liverpool and all the Evertonians there and supporters. Um, they did their job the last you know month of the season. Like we said, they had to. They had to pick up points against teams X, Y, and Z. Big shocker with the Chelsea win. Kind of gave them a bit of breathing room with the last two matches remaining this towards the end of the season here. So, yeah, going to come down to a huge game today against Crystal Palace. My money's mm-hmm. on Everton. My money's on Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin, the boys, Jordan Pickford, whether or not he's going to stay. England's number one goalkeeper, we don't know. Um they still have a good squad. That's the thing. They, they have good players. They just haven't had good chemistry. They haven't had good cohesiveness yeah. all year, dating back to when Rafa was there. They just didn't seem like a real team to me. Yeah. And again, it can just it can prove that you can have all the talent in the world. I mean, again, look at Chelsea. You can have all the talent in the world, but you have a couple of bad eggs. You have a couple of, you know, just poor runs of form based on injury, based on whatever it is. The manager can't control the locker room. So many factors in the world of football that we don't know about. So many that we, so mm-hmm. many that we do know about. But all that behind-the-scenes stuff, whether it's you know management, whether it's the budget, whether it's a poor coaching staff, whatever it is, it all adds up to when it comes down to Saturday, Sunday, match day, your team just might not perform as well as they should. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of been their story all season with like a quality squad not being able to get results. Yep. Um, but seeing them under pressure, we've kind of seen what they're capable of, especially with that result against Chelsea. Good point. Uh, you just need to find someone and hopefully Lampard can be that for them. That always gets the best out of the players because no one's going to like it where your team only performs really well when you absolutely have to, and it's do or die for your team. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously you want them to perform consistently. So hopefully Lampard can take that into the next season and, uh, they can kind of take this as, uh, a learning phase and seeing what they can do against uh, some big teams and getting results and hopefully not find themselves in the situation ever again. Cause it's probably the most stressful. Oh yeah. I think Everton fans have ever been uh, ever since. I think there was one. Uh, was there one season before, like long before the EPL, it was like the Barclays Premier League when they got relegated, but you know, modern football, this is first time they've been anywhere near here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And like the last, like the last thing you ever want to do is play scared, and yeah. that's what Everton's been doing for almost two months now. Um, and that that being said, back in January, February, they were in like thirteenth place. Like they just dropped drastically. 
Yeah. And like they're, they, I think the resurgence of Aston Villa and Newcastle really hurt Leeds or really hurt Everton, sorry. Oh, yeah. Because those are two teams that were behind them in the, in the standings. And then boom, new manager, uh, new transfer to the deadline day. Everton did the same thing. I mean, with sacking Benitez and bringing in Lampard, bringing in the likes of um, who came in from, uh, from United there. Um, oh, uh, uh, Van de Beek. Yeah, Van de Beek and Deli Alley from from Tottenham, mm-hmm. bringing those guys in um, at deadline day was you know it seemed promising. It seemed like a good idea at the time. That hasn't really panned out for them. The Lampard manager boost hasn't really panned out for them. So they tried to to fix things up, but I think in their sense it was like a little too little too late. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe last year in the off season, I know there was talks or there was rumbles of maybe Benitez leaving um, at the end of the 2021 year. So maybe that should have taken place and that should have happened. And that would have gave the new manager, whether it's Lampard, whether it's somebody else, give them the free reign to do whatever they want for the rest of the year. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, getting in a panic mode in January or December, whenever it was, and having to just bite the bullet and say, okay, we lost the first half of the year. We got to come back this half even stronger. And in Everton's case, it just didn't work out for them. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see if they can lock it up today against Crystal Palace. Again, huge match in, in uh, huge match to look forward to for Everton and Everton supporters. Just going back to the top of the table quickly, there's one little battle still remaining, and it's for the last Europa League spot between Man United and West Ham. Uh, Again, separated by only two points, one match remaining for each side. Uh, uh, Man United has Crystal Palace on Sunday. Again, we just spoke about them with Everton. And West Ham has Brighton on Sunday as well. So, I mean, looking at it right now, I would think West Ham would have a better chance at winning, at getting an outright win against Brighton. Again, another side mm-hmm. that doesn't allow many goals. They play you tough, but they don't really score much. Um, yeah. Actually, they scored just four goals against United last match. But <laughs> if you look at historically this season, um, yeah. Brighton's, Brighton's goal tally is few and far between. So I think West Ham, again, coming from behind, being two points behind United, have more to play for. They have more. They have less pressure, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because whatever happens to them, they're going to have the Europa Conference League, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. Um, they'll have that locked up no matter what. But again, the more, for the further you go in the standings, the higher your place, the more chance you get to go into Europa League, Champions League, the more money you get for your side. So again, West Ham, I think, has more to play for um, in that regard. Now they can jump up, whereas United is just trying to steady the boat, trying to steady the ship, get one last yeah. match done. They know what's going to happen to them next season. Um, with Ten Hag coming in into the side, they know that they're going to have new players coming in because they don't. They're not af- uh, afraid to spend money on the budget. But coming down to the last match of the season, I don't have full confidence that United can get this win against Palace. No, I mean you're Crystal Palace. I mean they if if Crystal they're Palace gamers. shows up for any games, they they show up against the big teams. I mean yeah, how many times gamers. we talked about how uh, how many times they take points away from City, um, yeah. City of City so, especially, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a tough game for Man U. I mean, they have everything to lose. Uh, yep. Almost, uh, you know, it's they're in a, they're in a spot where it, they're such a fragile team right now. Uh, and I think Chris Palace is going to take it to them. And West Ham, you know, they've had a really successful season by their standards. I mean, um, they they started off super well, just being in the top four a little bit. Um, yep. After the table started rounding out, they've obviously dropped to seventh. But you know, they they're going to feel a lot less pressure than Man U and go into this game, you know, believing they can win just with how they've been playing all season. 
So it's, uh, I would definitely want to be a West Ham fan more than a Man U fan going into the last day. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I think that could be the, the statement for all season for Man U fans. And it won't be poetic <laughs> if they don't win this match. Like it would, yeah. it's almost like we're saying how the stars align for certain teams in a positive way. It's like the stars are aligning for United in a negative way. Like yeah. everything that could happen negatively this year for them has happened, whether they're just not playing well, uh, injuries, points dropped, um, just unlucky bounces, unlucky breaks. It's all not falling in United's way, which is kind of nice to see because it usually always does fall in their way. Yeah, so, for years and years. I mean, for my, yeah, for my sake, it's like, okay, <laughs> finally United's getting some karma due back to them for the Alex Ferguson days. But um, I don't know. I, I just... If you're a United fan, you're you're not satisfied. You're not happy with how this season has played out at all. Um, no, I mean the expectations of Ronaldo coming back was massive. Um, I think what did he sign the last we- the last week before the match match day yeah. one? I believe like it was right at the end of this, right at the beginning of the season. Sorry, um, prior to the first kickoff. So yeah, that was obviously massive motivation for the whole side. Um, and he's done his part. I mean, you can't blame him for anything, really. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Could he have done more? Sure. Yeah, he's been getting goals. Yeah. Could he have obviously. done more for the side? Yeah, of course he could have. But, I mean, you can't, you can't look at him and say, you can't point fingers at Ronaldo and say, he didn't you know, give all his effort this season or he wasn't the reason why United aren't fighting for a top four. Again, it comes from the top down in United's case, whether it be ownership, management level, um, behind the scenes, coaching staff, whatever it is, players especially take a lot of accountability, I think, at United's uh, camp. Mm-hmm. It's something that's going to be have to sort it out for next season. Ten Hag again being appointed there. He's going to have a hell of a job yep. uh, next year. Hopefully, he has the backing and support of all supporters and ownership to you know let him run the team like he wants to run it. And we'll see if United can come back and be competitive because we said it a million times. When United's good, when Arsenal's good, obviously Chelsea, Liverpool, City, when they're all playing their top level of football, it makes the EPL a must-watch league. I think it already is a must-watch league. But when the top clubs are playing at a top level, any match mm-hmm. week of the season is is a big one. Yeah, and that's that's what you want to see, right? When you, when you have the Manchester Derby, you you want it to be like a, a serious Derby where it's not you have Man U, who's this massive underdog, and they're hoping for a draw. Yeah. I mean, all the old Man U guys are probably sick to their stomach mm-hmm. hearing that, um, but yeah. they understand because City's such a strong team, and Man U is just not at that level yet. And it's it's the same with Arsenal. Um, you know, you want those games to be competitive. You know, the 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 rivalry between Man U and Arsenal. You're looking at back in the day when you have all these huge names and it's this huge game, and then now it's you have two teams that are invariably struggling to get Champions League, and this is you know one of the games that used to be the first pick in everyone's uh, calendar to watch, yep. right? So it's, it'd be nice to see those days kind of come back when you have all these teams playing really well. You just want them to be consistent against teams that they should beat. You know, if Manu goes and loses to Liverpool and City, but they're competitive, then, you know what, fine. But you can't be dropping points to teams that are below the top 10. Yeah, um, Because that's what really frustrates fans, right? Yeah, Brighton, Southampton, Brentford. Yeah, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. At, yeah. that, at that level. And it's, it's the same as any league that you look at, too. Like, if you look at football in America, you look at you know, basketball, you just win the games you're supposed to win, and then you fight hard against the teams that are at the top. Yeah. And when you can't have that competitiveness and that consistency, like you just said, it's, it takes the, the life out of the matches. It takes the life out of rivalries. 
Like you just made a good example in the early 2000s between United and Arsenal when they're going toe to toe for titles and the likes of Wenger and and Alex Ferguson and um you know Giggs and and Benistroy and and Henri yeah. and Pires, all those guys like just those were the glory days for us. That's what that's what got us into the sport to watch. And yeah. now you say Arsenal United, it's like, uh, yeah, if it's on, I'll try and make it. You know, I'll try and watch it. Yeah, or I'll I'll record it and maybe get to it later. It's not a must watch anymore. No, I don't, I don't think so. There's two must watch sides right now in England, and that's the likes of City and Liverpool. Um, and I think even going to next year, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, and I'm not sure how this season's wrapping up yet. But going to next year, I think those two teams will still be the top two. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be monumental stuff happening in the off season. Well, we didn't even touch on Halon going to City for next year too. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna bolster that offense. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, that they needed that guy. But I mean, yeah, just I mean, just that signing right there shows that City is committing to next year. Um, I'm sure Liverpool will do something in the off season that you don't really have to make a big splash, in my opinion. I think mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe a defender to go along with Van Dyke. Um, yeah, just maybe. to have like a strong, consistent player there because there's been so many guys in and out of the side um, between you know Kuyate and and Matip and Fabinho even going back mm-hmm. there. So maybe someone else to go along him. But those two teams, man, they're just well-oiled yeah. machines that are just going to keep pumping. And yeah, it's it's only fitting that's going to come down to the last match week of the season. We've we've called it since day one almost. That's mm-hmm. going to come down to the last week. We didn't know who the top two teams were going to be maybe even top three at some point. But yeah. knowing that at City and Liverpool, I think we all could have counted that as, uh, as some guaranteed, um, the guaranteed two teams there for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, here we go. Let's gear up for it. 11 a.m. Yeah. Sunday time. Mark your calendars. Put your alarms on. Get your TVs ready, your iPads, whatever you got. And uh, try and watch as many games as possible at once. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, and this is, this is why we watch just to, it's, it's really fun when it comes down to the last day, both at the top of the table and at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's never fun when you have, you know, like the one season where city just like ran away with it and they clinched it with like five games left and the Mm -hmm. relegation was almost already decided. These are, these are the seasons that we, we live for when we watch the EPL. So tune in if you can. Yeah, for sure. You'll you'll definitely see some fans storming the field on, uh, on both ends of the table. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah maybe, you can get today if, if everton wins today you're gonna see fans on the field that go to some part oh 100 i was gonna say if everton wins it, almost you can put your money on it i mean disclaimer don't gamble <laughs> i mean but, hey it's, it's legal now in canada we can go for it yeah we can bet um, on games if, if, no, they, if uh, any of the sporting uh sporting betting sites want to get on our on our bandwagon here hop on the footy fans podcast we will endorse your uh your gambling website <laughs> yeah with uh i think who's southampton it's a bet three six five i think so yeah or is it someone else but whatever um yeah at everton uh fans are going to be storming the field if they get that win today i mean just in relief of being able to stay in the premier league for another season yeah for sure um predictions for the last match week because this is the last time i'm going to talk until our, our season yeah. wrap yeah i mean i think you know city's going to get a win uh, I think Liverpool's going to get a win. I think City's just going to take it um, kind of straightforward for both of them. Um, for the bottom, it's a little trickier. Um, I know. I'm going to say, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Burnley's going to lose to Villa today. 
this Everton Crystal Palace game for me is honestly a coin flip. I mean, Crystal Palace are just, you know, they are who they are. I mean, it depends what Crystal Palace team shows up. Unbeaten in four um, matches. I, I th- I'm going to take Everton on a win against them just because yeah. of how much they're going to play for and being at home. And I'm going to say Everton are going to clinch it today. And I think it'll be Burnley to eventually go down with uh, the other two teams this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with them firing Sean Deitch uh, only about a month ago, maybe six or seven games left, we kind of thought this was the end of Burnley. We're going to write them off a little bit. But the caretaker in place, I think he's just an assistant coach taking over. He's done a good job. I mean, he had Burnley playing pretty well. Um, I think three wins on the hop after being um, appointed. And then the last two, uh, two match weeks, though, unfortunate, draw, uh, unfortunate losses, sorry. They do have two games remaining, like you just said. Match today against Villa, right, uh, Res Hunty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Yeah, Villa. so, I mean, again, Villa with the last game of the season going against Tottenham, or sorry, going against um, Man City. They might already be looking forward to that game, and they maybe could take this game off. Who knows? Uh, it could be a toss-up. I, see, I can see Burnley maybe drawing this match. Mm-hmm. Um, today against Villa, and then still having a fighting chance come Sunday. Um, this match is at Villa Park today, and then their match would be at um, matches at home at Turf Moor on Sunday. So, I mean, yeah, if they can pull off a draw today at Villa Park, that'd be a great result for them going to the last match week. I do think, I I think due to Leeds awful run of form recently i think leeds is going to drop i think yeah. burnley will get a draw today they'll go level on points with leeds going into the final match day of the season leeds has a matchup against um where are they here against brentford so i'm taking christian erickson and brentford yep okay that's, that's my pick brentford is going to beat leeds on sunday burnley is going to get their win against Newcastle on Sunday, or even draw. I don't care what it is. Newcastle win or draw, and they're going to pull ahead of Leeds. Leeds will drop, head back to the championship division after only coming up last year, unfortunate for them, um, if it works out that way. Yeah. And I think, I mean, my heart wants to say that Liverpool does get the win and City gets the draw. I know I said that earlier as, as kind of my prediction, but I do honestly think they are both going to win most likely. But I would yeah. like to see a Liverpool win in a City draw and Liverpool claim the title this season. That's just my own opinion, my own, uh, right. my own two cents. Yeah, we'll see what happens <laughs> come Sunday. And, and Tottenham's going to stay top four. Yeah, I think so too. Whew. What a climb back from, the, from Antonio Conde getting appointed there. Oh yeah, huge for them. Hell of a job. All right, yeah. you all good, Santi? We're good. All right, I want to thank everyone for watching, everyone for listening. This one will up will be up on YouTube and get the video version of this. Uh, get the audio version on Anchor. I should give Anchor a shout out. They're our podcast distributor. They put everything on Spotify, um, iTunes. I mean, there's like a Google podcast platform as well. Um, so you can get everything there. This will be our last podcast before the end of the season. We will have a full season wrap up, maybe Sunday night, maybe Monday next week. Um, yeah, something like that. I- have to let it soak in a little bit. Have to yeah. <laughs> get all the storylines figured out. Um, but we'll definitely have a whole season wrap with Joe in attendance coming at you next week. Good? Good. Yeah. 
All right. I want to thank all for watching and listening. As always, we will tune in next week after all the week's action. See everyone. Cheers. Cheers.